When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hey gentle listeners, this is Andrew Farmer and welcome to Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. It's a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about, and it's primarily a comedy podcast about scary things. So think of it like Harvey Firestein has made a monster, but the monster is a drag performer. Uh, and filling in for Anna today, we have a real treasure of a guest. She's an actor, comedian, a writer. You've seen her on stage, on film, on TV. Maybe you've even heard her on Forever Dog's own National Lampoon Radio Hour. And most recently, she was a writer for Keenan. It's Rachel Pegram. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. It's great to be here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> wow i feel like i sound absolutely insane it's great to be here andrew now rachel this is your first halloween season in los angeles is that correct that is correct and how's it going so far um you know what i'll say it does feel a little spookier out here and by that (laughs) i mean everyone's putting out their little tricks and and trinkets out on their lawns, you know, everyone's really, I mean, getting into the holiday spirit in a way I could not have expected. Yeah. Los Angeles is funny that way. I think because it, I mean, I grew up in Florida and I think there's kind of a comparable thing where because it's, it's impossible to know how time passes here, people really have to go all in on seasons. That makes a lot of sense. You got to like, just put it in. You got to put it out there. Like a kind of like a reminder. Now, um, (laughs) now are you someone who enjoys scary things? No, not, not really. Not at all, actually. Um, I get a little too (laughs) spooked. I don't really, I was like talking about, I was just recently talking about like scary movies with my boyfriend and I was like, oh, I used to, like the movie that scared me so bad when I was a kid, like terrified me was Dawn of the Dead and The Blob. And I didn't realize that The Blob is like not considered like a real scary, scary movie. It's like a little (laughs) silly. But I was absolutely scarred, like just kept up at night. So no, I'm not really, my mind already, my, I'm like living in a, like, um, what is the word? Like someone who, you know, kind of freaks, paranoid, paranoid, I'm paranoid. (laughs) <laughs> already so so wait are we talking are we talking like 1950s blob or are we talking like in color 1980s blob it's hard to say i saw it it's <laughs> such a well i guess i wasn't that young it's hard to say it's hard to say which version it is but i was <laughs> terrified it was really scary to me and i just don't think that that I, 
as I'm learning at the very least, I haven't rewatched it. Why would I re-traumatize myself? But I, I do, I felt, uh, scared by it i do find the blob scary i think i there are but both versions there's like the more graphic version that i think came out sometime in the 80s and then there's the like the 1950s version they're both super scary i don't like the idea of being absorbed into something no no it's like gross and terror like what's happening in there and like how are you dying like Oh, I just, and it's just like a mass. Like, what are you, how, how do I defeat it? Like as a, you know, nine-year-old child, like what, like just, it's, it's too much. It's too much to process. I agree. And I also really identify with you. Like there is something in common between the blob and zombies like Night of the Living Dead, which is that it's just sort of like mindless masses pursuing you. Like you're not mm-hmm. dealing with anyone you can bargain with or reason with. And that is very scary. Yes. Yes. It's in. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in exactly yeah. the right place. This is a podcast for people who uh, don't love scary things and don't love being scared, but who find themselves often frightened. That is me. I feel good. I feel welcome. <laughs> Now, do have you been in? Have you had experiences where friends have like tried dragging you to scary movies or like tried to make you watch a scary TV show? Yes, I distinctly remember being in high school and a girl. Uh, it was her birthday, and she wanted to go to the movies for her birthday. And I was she was a good friend, so I went. But like, I didn't know what movie we were going to see, and we went to see the movie. Um, 1402, the like Stephen King. Oh yeah. The hotel room. Yes. Yes. And I was so fucking scared. Like it fucked with me so bad. Like I just remember being like, Oh my God, where is, does it end? When does it start? When does it begin? Like I can still picture full scenes from it. And I only saw it that one time in high school at the theaters, because again, why would I re-traumatize myself? Um, and (laughs) it was just so, I was so scared, but I think I was also especially scared because it like fucked with my sense of reality. And I did not like that at all. Um, and that, but yeah, people, people try, people definitely try. I also just get scared from watching stuff. That's just like about regular life. I got too scared to watch (laughs) when I was watching the Scientology documentary. I got so scared. The one that's going clear on HBO. I got so scared. And after watching it, because I was like, oh, my God, somebody is going to try and trap me from Scientology or something. I don't know. And so then I didn't watch the new um, Netflix cult documentary. What is it? The the Vow, the Vow, Nexium uh, the or whatever. Vow, right. I didn't watch that because I was too scared. Yeah. Yeah. Too scared. Uh, I was yeah, I get it. I'm, I mean – I, what's really what's really intriguing about this to me, because I, I, it's amazing how much we we seem to have in common about this, is yeah, this idea about being about there being like a whole cohesive like group or mass that is like trying to absorb people and trying to integrate them into, the, and yeah, that I find very scary. Cults are scary for the same reason that zombies and the blob are scary. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Um, and oh god, that movie fourteen oh. Eight is it? Fourteen oh, fourteen oh two. Yes, fourteen oh eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourteen oh eight. That has a better ring to it. Yes. 
That one, I'm oh, like, you bring that up. It's making me think. I was just talking with um, with some friends who had just seen The Exorcist for the first time. And mm. I realized that I actually hadn't seen The Exorcist until very late in my life because the first time I watched it, I was a freshman in college. My parents were out of town. I had a party at our house. And it was the first time I'd ever smoked marijuana before. And it wasn't a huge party. It wasn't crazy. Um, but we, everyone was like, let's watch a scary movie. And we watched 1408. And then uh, mm-hmm. afterwards they were like, let's watch another scary movie. Someone recommended The Exorcist. We turned it on. And Rachel, I couldn't even make it past the opening credits. I was like, <laughs> I am too – we have to stop. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it was about it. I think – I think that it was a combination of my brain being like, oh, it's a new substance that I'm interacting with. Also, like a Catholic upbringing, really when you get the devil thrown in, regardless of how I feel now, it's just Mm. hardwired in there. Um, But 1408, 1408 was very scary. And that like reality bending thing, I think I'm realizing now, I assumed that was just me being partially inebriated. But but the fact that it was that it would have had the experience on a sober high schooler very scary. Yeah, it was it was definitely intentional. It to me it was like what Inception was trying <laughs> to do. Fourteen oh eight fully succeeded in me because I, I, by the end of the movie I was like, is this movie over or am I living in this movie now? Like. What is real? What is not real? How do I get out of this? Um, it's so in, like it felt inescapable. Oh my gosh, that tickles me so much. So, what about now? Like, like looking back, when 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 I first asked you if you wanted to be on the show, what was the first thing that came to mind as like a scary thing from your past that you wanted to talk about? Yes. So you asked me that, and I like. You know, I honestly, I got excited and (laughs) I was like, what? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many things, especially like being a kid that scared me. And also we're just like a part of being a kid is like you tell so many scary stories. And also so many of them are told from such a like first person perspective, which Uh like there never are. It's always like my cousin's had this happen to her she was sitting in the bath and then a hand reached out and there was blood everywhere and you're like oh my god this is so real this is your cousin oh my god like or it's like my cousin's friend's sister and it's like wait I think I met your cousin's friend so this I think she had a sister so this makes sense like I don't know and then like the magic of it all like being like a child and like at a sleepover and like all of the like bloody Mary like I don't know I just it made me excited in that kind of like way uh but I did I like did settle on something that I was like okay this was very influential and something that I still in some ways believe uh to be true and real oh I can't wait to hear about it (laughs) yeah but I'm not gonna tell actually so please please don't it's too scary (laughs) Yeah, it's actually too scary, so I'm actually going to save it. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to just save that. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, I'll tell it. So, uh, I, no, 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 okay, I'll just, um, I'll tell it. Uh, I, 
So, like, I grew up in Texas, as you may know, and I, like, I grew up in Denton specifically, and there's, like, this bridge that's called Old Alton Bridge that's, like, a one, a single lane bridge, and it's, like, it connects, like, two kind of, like, weird, I don't know, little parts of town, Um, and the thing is, the bridge, the single lane bridge it's still there, but they like made a new one, but that the regular like old one from that was built in like 18, the late 1800s uh, has, was being in use until the early 2000s. So like, I remember my mom would drive on this bridge and it just on its own is kind of a scary bridge because it's a single lane bridge. So only one car can go at a time and the cars had to like honk or like flash their lights. And like, there's a Creek right below And the turns off of the bridge were always super like sharp. So like, if you like, 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 it's just like kind of a rickety old area and there's not a lot, there wasn't a lot of good lighting. I just remember it would always freak out my mom when she would go on this bridge. And like, I remember if I ever went on it, I like being like a little kid, like would just like scooch and like hide my body in the backseat, like not looking (laughs) out. Um, but you know, it's just like a rickety old bridge. But, uh, as I got older, I heard more stories about it. And there were like two things that I'd remembered like today about it. And I was like, what are, and I couldn't remember, like, I was like, well, what was the actual story behind it? And the two things I remembered was, um, the clan and a, uh, a, a half goat, half man. Oh, um, which both in regard and I like looked it up because I was like, what am I remembering about this? And it was like, OK, yes, yes, yes. It's both things. It's both things. Oh, so my God. There's like <laughs> one part of the story that is like this uh, bridge is is like the it's called Old Outen Bridge, but it's also called Goatman Bridge. And it's because there's like a demonic half goat, half man who lives near the bridge and around the bridge and can be seen at night, you know, lurking near the bridge or whatever. But then there's also another part of the story that's about so the, the reason it's Goatman's bridge is because there was a black man who was a goat farmer who lived nearby old Alton bridge And he was like a successful black farmer was selling a lot of stuff to the town, like, and like doing really well. And he like put a sign on the bridge that was like, um, like this way to like Goatman's cottage or something. I don't know. And the clan like got word of him, didn't like what he was doing. And they like went to go and like hang him. So they got like a noose and went to go and hang him off the side of the bridge and they toss him down with the noose. And then when they're, they went down to go and check and see him, he was gone. He like, wasn't hanging on the rope at all. And everyone in the clan was like freaking out. They were like nervous or scared, like didn't know what the fuck to do. And there's like, oh my God, we can't kill a black person tonight. But then they were like, no, don't worry. Oh my God. I would like totally remember he has a whole black family. So then they went and murdered his oh. whole family apparently oh, and God. out in the farm and like burned it down. And, uh, but then, you know, the lore is like to this day, uh, the Goatman, uh, the black man who escaped his 
ghost haunts the bridge and anyone this is something i learned actually apparently it's like anyone who knocks three times on the bridge is like summoning him and if you have any descendants that are clan members or were slaveholders then he'll come after you and haunt you wow i mean i like big team goat man like that's for sure yes yeah it's so, and like, but also, so actually, let me add on to this. So there's also like, because when I was in high school, there was just like, oh, the clan hangs out back there. Like just modern oh. day. Like, oh, you have to be careful because that's where the clan is. And also people just like do a bunch of weird, like, well, I won't, I won't use uh, that as a pejorative is that what i mean i don't know i won't use that descriptive <laughs> word people will do satanic stuff back there um <laughs> like you know just like back there doing kind of mystic magic things and like i don't know it's like because it's now like i guess like a area that people are interested in for yeah um, what is it paranormal activity but like i remember in high school it was like you drive yourself quick through there like whenever i remember one time i had to drive through there and it was with my friends and it was super foggy out and i could not see a damn thing and i was like i'm not driving back here like so that we can all get snatched up by the clan it's not <laughs> happening um, oh. i was like i'm turning i'm turning us around and everyone can stay at my house tonight period like that's it <laughs> I, that's why, that's why Rachel, you would, you would survive any horror movie. You've, you've totally passed the test of like, I'm just not taking that risk. Oh gosh. I mean, this is such a wild story. First of all, it's rare and it's rare to have like a ghost story in which like the ghost is very much right and justifiably upset. Um, Mm -hmm. and Anytime the clan factors into uh, folklore, it just becomes a thousand percent scarier. Yes, because they're like real. That's like real terror. Right. Like those are, oh. that's like a, oh, this is, that's just like real shit. I don't know. It's just like, it's real shit. <laughs> oh my God. I like the other thing that's so, the other thing that's so like gripping about this too, it is unusual I feel like in a lot of in a lot of like rural folklore and urban legends to um own responsibility for the bad things that your ancestors did. Um so I kind mm-hmm. of respect that that's a part of this, you know? Yeah, it's honestly it's kind of nice. It also, you know, no one's really exempt there, right. you know, it's yeah. kind of like, let's not, no one needs to be knocking. We don't need to be knocking. Also, mm. something really funny about this bridge, though, is that so many people now take pictures on it because it's, it's still there, but it's just not in use. And so people just take like wedding pictures oh, and no. like, all of like family pictures, like graduation photos. It's a big, gradu- it's like right across the street from the high school. So it's oh. like the graduation photo spot. Wow. And yeah, whenever a, whenever a a site like that is near a high school, automatically it gets, it gets looped into the larger lore. Cause it's like whatever teens see, they're going to tell stories about, you know? Absolutely. I mean, like, I mean, God forbid, but like if anybody in the high school died, you know, like over there, God, it would never end. Oh, never, never. never. (laughs) It would be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We had in my high school, um, there was a historic home right next to my high school that looked very creepy, was very old, like Mm. old, old Florida home. And then um, a developer wanted to build a massive apartment complex on top of it. And the city got into a big fight. 
but instead they just moved the whole house. They like picked the oh. house up and they took it somewhere else. And I always felt like that, that complex is going to be so haunted because like when the house you haunt is gone, you got to be like, what the, what's wrong with you? Yeah. That's, I mean, I've seen that happen and I'm always kind of baffled by that logic uh, of just let's move the whole house. Right. But yeah, it's definitely going to be haunted. I would be pissed. Like, can you imagine you being a ghost and you wake up and you're in a different part of town and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? I did not. I don't live over here. I don't even know how to get around. Yeah. I know you have a whole different view. You know, you have to go to a different grocery store as a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, like I was atop a mountain and now I'm like across from a CVS. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, so here's a question. The the element mm-hmm. did I hear you correctly that there's an element of this that is like the ghost is part goat, or is it just that this was a goat farmer? So there's like two, there's like a few like stories around it. Gotcha. So it's like there's one story that's like that there was this because also the like black man story it doesn't exactly like the black goat farmer he like the, apparently that guy like isn't recorded anywhere but also that doesn't deter me right. deter me from believing that it's real because right. of the times um but the other story the other idea that it's just like a what it, that's like a that's a what is that? Uh, it's like a Tumnus. It's kind of like a Mr. Tumnus. Um, yeah, like a fawn. But evil. Like an yeah. evil Mr. Tumnus. Yeah. Uh, that all, that kind of lives in that area and just kind of haunts people or whatever. Yeah, that I... Oh, but I think... Oh, 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 oh. I'm just sorry. I'm remembering. I think the reason why that one exists is because the idea was that... Oh, God. This is... it's. It's kind of dark, but the idea in one of the stories is that the black goats farmer, his head came off, but he then, his body was still able to move. So then he cut off the head of a goat and put the head of a goat on his head and it attached to his body somehow. And then he continued living as the goat man. Oh, that's like, that's but hard. that's also like another version. Yeah. Right. Oh man. I, I just, I feel I, what, in whatever context the goat man exists, I feel so bad for a variety of reasons. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, really fucked up. It's, it's yeah. yeah rooted in pain. I'm, I'm also, I'm also fascinated by like the way in which like Satanists function. I just feel like wherever there are goats, people are going to associate Satan, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, anything that looks a little funny is Satan. I mean, people are so afraid of Satan out in Texas. As I was saying about the exorcist, it's a funny thing. Like there are certain things that just don't scare me at all. I think the idea of like the devil and demons are scary as like interdimensional things because it's like, oh, there's just something that could exist just because it wants to like make my life bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was just a huge boom yeah. in the neighborhood. You heard that yeah, too? Yeah, I just heard that as well. Yeah, I like. I heard some fireworks actually a little before this, and I was like, "What in the world?" You <laughs> know, like, just those classic <laughs> late October fireworks. 
No, this is a, you can everyone in Los Feliz, you can't be setting off fireworks when Rachel and I are talking about the devil. You can't do it. You know, I do think there is something to like having grown up religious and still like even if that's not like your full belief system, it's just like still having a little bit of fear for like uh like devilly things. Like I was like I'm still like very afraid of like Ouija boards, but like oh, I don't yeah. I don't believe in them. But I'm just like I would never touch one. I'm like well, let's just not tempt it. Let's not tempt. Let's not tempt the demons. Okay, even if they're not real, let's just not tempt anyone. This has been a major source of contention between me and Chris, where Chris did the thing where he lit a candle and looked at himself in the mirror in the dark for like five minutes or something insane. Um, he also was like, I'm interested in getting a Ouija board. And he, he's like a very science-based person. So I'm like, just let's not mess with that at mm. all. Just for giggles. You know, I, I just, let's not do it. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. you shouldn't have that in your house. I mean, <laughs> listen, I mean, no yeah. judgment to anyone who has a Ouija board that's listening <laughs> in their house, but ultimately I think you should <laughs> throw it out right now into the trash, <laughs> burn it up. Like I, I can't. I can't imagine having a Ouija board. Like, and I don't even believe it. Like, I just, I don't even believe it, but I believe it enough that I don't want it. (laughs) There's a movie that should not have left an impact on me in the way that it did. I believe it's called The Skeleton Key. I think it's a vehicle for um, Kate. Oh, oh, what's um, Goldie Hawn's daughter's name? Uh, Oh, Winslet? Is that Winslet? Is it it Winslet? No, it's um, Hudson. Kate Hudson. Oh. No, you know what? I said um, Winslet and I did mean Hudson. I was picturing Hudson. Not anyone, but I was picturing. I, I just want to let everyone know. It's most definitely a, a wildly problematic movie because it, it came out in the mid aughts, which is just everything is bad. But um, it's about a, a woman who's like a caretaker for an old like Southern Bayou couple. And um, they're like practice, like they like practice like Southern witchcraft. And the whole thing is the whole thing is like it, it won't affect you if you don't believe in it, but as soon as you believe in it, it affects you, which to me scared the pants off me. Mm-mm. I mean, honestly, I'm like, wow. <laughs> Hearing that, I'm like, see, and I'm right. But I, <laughs> yeah, that's too much. That's too much. So now we're we're in a safe space. You and I, we're never going to use Ouija boards. But if you were to use a Ouija board. What question would you mm-hmm. ask? What What do you want to know of the beyond? Hmm. I mean, who are you really talking to in a Ouija board? Even I, That's I guess a good I'm even point. just like, who am I? Who, who am I? Who am I speaking with? Who am I speaking with? Um, <laughs> is it she? Because it could just be any old ghost. In which case, like, what do they know that I don't know? You know. Right. Like, I don't know that I want to just talk to you. Like, okay, what did you do? <laughs> I guess I'd be like, who are, what, what, what was your deal? Like, maybe I guess I'd want to know, like, what do you, what do you, they think the best way to die maybe is? Maybe the coolest, maybe, maybe that or something. Um, That's good. I like that your, I like that your tactic in talking to the dead is sort of like if you're going to talk to someone sitting next to you on an airplane. You know, like, like, what's your deal? Yeah. What, what, tell me about your day. <laughs> right. So, like, what did you do when you were alive? Okay, cool. Is there anyone else up there? Like, you know, that awful thing that people do at parties? I've done it. I feel bad. But that thing where, like, you're talking with people and you're literally looking at somebody else. You're, yeah. like, literally scanning a whole other party. <laughs> like, it's such a terrible thing. It, when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, 
oh my God, I'm an awful person. But sometimes it's, most of the time it's, I mean, 100% of the time I'm talking to somebody that is being boring. But um, <laughs> sorry, they're being boring. I, I need to be stimulated at all times. If What am I, not a millennial? Um, so I... Uh, I feel like that would be what I would be doing, like in talking to the Ouija boards. Like, so who else is there? Who all is there? Like, who are you hanging with? Okay, I, can they come? Who are they talking to? Like that. These are great. These are great questions. I, yeah, people don't think of people don't think of ghosts as as much as they should of them as like party guests who maybe you're not so interested in, or maybe aren't interested in you. You know. Yeah, they could think I'm boring and they'd be well within their right. You know, they'd be wrong, but they would be well within their right. (laughs) There was just another big boom. And this can, we cannot do this. We can't do it in a spooky season. It's not okay. I mean, I mean, did you hear the coyotes the other night? That was really scary to me. Coyotes? There were so many howling coyotes. (laughs) Oh, they're, they're really scary. One time Chris and I are, um, our carbon monoxide alarm went off like a bunch of times in the middle of the night. And so we were like, well, we can't die in here. So I guess we'll go outside. Mm. We stepped outside, Rachel, there was a poop on our front uh, and like in the hallway of our building, which we were like, that's weird. Just like an animal poop (gasps) in the hallway. And then we walked out (sighs) to the balcony and immediately like three coyotes ran by. And my first thought was, the coyotes got in our building and they're just pooping in front of our door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, valid thought though. <laughs> I do still think it's valid. I no one has proven to me that it wasn't the coyotes. <laughs> um To me it seems like the coyotes. You saw the coyotes and then I mean you saw the shit and then you saw the coyotes. Right. It was the coyotes. I, where there's smoke, there's fire. I feel like okay. My yes. t- your experience with coyotes, like we are both, we're neither one of us are are West Coasters. My understanding of coyotes was mm-hmm. that they howled. That is not the sound they make. They're just screaming. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're like making a screech and like <laughs> bu- like like a lot of like noise. Like I was like, why are they seem so noisy? Such a loud animal. I really thought they were like. I, you know what? Maybe I'm, I, I guess I'm maybe conflating coyotes with wolves. And yes, I sh- guess true. I shouldn't do that. But they've got some similarities. Coyotes are very, uglier very or something, maybe. <laughs> did you, okay. Did you hear the story in New York about the coyote that got on the one train? <gasps> no, that sounds like a children's book. It, it does. But no. it is a true thing that happened. A coyote got on the one train up at like Van Cortland Park. And then a woman was suddenly like she thought it was someone's dog, and then suddenly she was the last person on the train, and then there was just a coyote on the train. <gasps> Which kind of checked she didn't out. get off. I think she then realized. Then she was like, "I wow. gotta get out of here." Um, but it oh makes me realize God. the sound that coyotes make. They are kind of the loud teens on the subway of the animal world. Yes. Yes. And there was another so big So annoying. <laughs> I yeah, heard that I one this. as well. It feels like a sign. Um, it feels like a terrifying sign. <laughs> it does. I, I Honestly, it feels like we could finish recording this episode and like that half the city's fallen into the earth and we'd be like, well, that's how we spent our last hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been good. I would say, hmm, well, that's just my Oh, opinion. good. Rachel, do you have any Halloween plans? What do you think you're going to do? Mm, no, no. <laughs> 
I don't think I have any Halloween plans. I don't even know what day Halloween is. I should look. It's coming up, right? It's like absolutely yeah. the end of October. Insult yeah, to injury. No, Halloween I... this year is on a Saturday. Oh, oh yeah. I remember there was that like tweet at the beginning of the year that was like, yeah. all of the holidays are on Saturdays. It's going to be an awesome 2020. And it was just like, no, none of us can do anything for this. <laughs> such such a fucking waste (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna do stuff for Halloween I think probably we'll watch scary movies maybe I'll make like a like some themed snacks I don't know just to feel alive Mm, that's nice you think you'll do a little dressing up toss on a character (laughs) yeah just 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 toss it on just maybe try out my new tight (laughs) five for Chris um (laughs) Please. I mean, I mean, yes, if that's what you want. I mean, that's... <laughs> uh, so before we go, Rachel, there's a little thing we do on the pod um, where we have a segment called Scary Ideas for Things That Could Happen, um, where basically we just come up with a scenario in our heads. It can be super brief uh, of just a scary thing that could happen. So um, I'll go first. I'll give you an example of what it could be like. Uh, and then if something springs to mind, I'd love for you to do one. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Here's, here's mine. You have picked up a side job working for Postmates, and you are delivering a meal to a home that is very far away, and you're very annoyed. And the weirdest part is the meal is just three big things of iceberg lettuce. And you go to this house, and it's a very strange multi-level house. And you go up to the door and you knock on it and you realize that the door is plastic. Like this whole home is plastic. And the person comes to the door. You hear them like shuffle up to the door. And from behind the door, they say, "Uh, you can just leave it out there. Thanks. And you're like, oh, right. Because social distancing, contactless delivery. So you set down the three big things of iceberg lettuce. And as you're walking away, you look behind you and Opening the door is a giant human-sized hamster. And that could happen. <laughs> wow, yes. Wow, that was incredible. I was I was um what is that? Uh in 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 robed in wrapped. <laughs> I was I should just read one book. <laughs> oh no listen i've i've uh that God. one that one came together somehow but uh i've i've really i've really come up with some real stinkers in the past um do you by chance have one that you might want to share yes okay so you're in a town you're passing through a town you're driving you have to stop for the night you weren't expecting to stay in this town there's a hotel in the town, and then right next door, there's a blockbuster. Shockingly, it's 2020. You don't even know how. And you go into this blockbuster, and it's like it's open, but it's like, you know, it's like it's in the past. All of these old movies. Guy's in there, doesn't really speak to you. You go and, like, you're thinking, like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll grab a movie. And you, like, get one, 
and uh you're like okay i guess I'll, I'll watch a movie this is so crazy it's like a blockbuster it's a real blockbuster and uh you they open it up for you and close it you take it but then when you open it outside of the blockbuster it just turn the inside it all turns to blood and dust and then you turn and then you turn back to where the blockbuster was and it's closed down empty and there's nothing there oh and that's something that could happen that could happen rachel that could happen wow that could happen, i think <laughs> you're very good at this for someone who doesn't like scary things that was a very good one <laughs> oh good yeah you know kind of like keep my distance <laughs> i love that oh man Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being spooky with me tonight. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. It was delightful. What a pleasure. Now, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Rachel Pegram or on Instagram at I am Rachel Pegram. And if you want to be my friend on Facebook, uh, (laughs) think again. I know now. Think again, bitch. Whenever I get a Facebook request, I'm like, what's happening? Is every is, is everyone okay? <laughs> like, are you doing okay? What do you think? That, how do you think this is connecting us? <laughs> That's like me. No, I'm not gonna accept your friend request. No, it's like it's like watching someone like pull out a Pepsi Blue. And then you're like, oh, are they making Pepsi Blue still? And then you're like, no, I saved this one. It's like this, it's just wrong. Right. I got poked recently on Facebook. Like, bitch, what is this? (laughs) I did not know we could still poke. No, I didn't know that was an option. There's, there's, there's like. still poking. There's hinge now. There's, there's, you know, there's Tinder. We don't need to be poking. (laughs) The poke was really strange. And then you got like a streak for the poking. Like, ooh. You guys have been poking 14 times. Like, what are we doing? What is the poke? (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot about streaks. Wow. Um, That's a scary thing. That's a scary thing to remember. And what a good way to close out this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much. And have a very happy Halloween. Thank you. You too. And everybody else, get out forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>